This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Triple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. I believe in the United States of America, and I believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did the Steelers feel the same way about you? We mock ourselves. There it is. Let's repeat the assumptions. You are the person you tweet as. And you're all out there swimming in the comfort of negativity and criticism. You know, I get it. It's so easy to do. You know, you revert to your primal emotions, anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force they are. And, and if you once you start down that dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. It's enough to make me want to give up. But then, <laughs> then I saw that a podcast can have the power to free a man after a quarter century behind bars. Mm. So I said, just maybe, just maybe, a podcast can bring humanity to Steeler Nation. <laughs> And that's who we are. What Jin's talking about? A pro Steelers <laughs> podcast. We are the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis. I've got Greg Benevent here with me. Hello. You know, and and once again, the these insiders are trying to uh, spread division and... Uh, derision is that a word delusion is one yeah yeah derision delusion derusion i think could fit kind of cover both of them yeah they're trying to start they're trying to start a steeler civil war out there trying to pit players against coaches players against players but i see through all of that and unfortunately the rest of steeler nation is not seeing that right now we'll get to that i hope we can get to it in the first half but the way we always go i thought it might be a second half comment uh but you know we got to start. It's it's it, we're we're in we're in the low point of Steeler fandom already. It's week wow. two two point five. Okay, and I think we're at a lower point than I think we're right back where we were uh, at the Lions tie uh, from last season. Oh, that makes sense. That would be the other time you saw a quarterback for this team that was not Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and I and we're and we're, we're have that kind of energy right now. <laughs> and it's you know it's week two and a half. So. Uh, Let's uh, where 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 do we start? Let's start, I guess, with uh, let's start with the quarterbacks because you know it's either you're trying to 
ditch Canada or ditch Mitch? Well, let's start with we'll start with the ditch Mitchers. Let's get to the tweets at mm-hmm. Blitzberg till one Big Ben's burner. You can blame Canada all you want, but when a six-year former first-round pick is incapable of reading defenses, going through progressions and hitting the open man, the blame falls on the QB. Mitch stunk it up again. Uh, We know that there were offensive problems. We know there were communication, not on the same page. We know all this. This is not new information unless you're just joining us at this moment. Uh, not that any of these criticisms are necessarily, uh, you know, they're, they're based in fact to a point, but are you going to be a master of the obvious this whole time and just keep repeating the same old things? Or is there a different way to approach this? What, where are you on, on, on the ditch Mitch, uh, bandwagon? Uh, I honestly don't know just because just having tracked the Steelers media to the point with which I can engage with it without, uh, uh, you know, wanting to dip my head in acid since Sunday (laughs) afternoon is to see there was a real just following the media. There was, it felt to me, a very tangible shift in terms of who was to blame after everyone went back and watched the game film. Because I want to say that the majority complained about uh, it was Canada's fault in the hours after the game, then Mitch missing open guys seemed to come in around Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> right, yeah. If, if you're going to see uh, any kind of evolution in the Pittsburgh fan base, it's just who shifts the blame. It's yes, like- <laughs> exactly. We find there's someone different to blame. And by the time you listen to this, it could be someone else. Perhaps we turn to the wide receivers, uh, the guys cutting the grass. It's entirely possible it's changed by the time you're listening. Let's, uh, you know, and, and it's just coming from all angles. How about... At Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan Kovacevic. Deontay burst wide open behind everyone. Mitch checked down just to check down. Deontay makes his displeasure visible. Mitch checking down just to check down. You know, I don't... Is Mitch giving up behind center? That That's a kind of a comp... Uh, comp comment that implies like oh Mitch is just kind of giving he's just checking down to check down he's already given up as soon as he sees what's lined up against him that's one way to take it it could also be taken is that and I did see that some of this criticism uh, uh appear since Sunday afternoon was the idea that Mitch was um you know, I, I, the positive way to say it is like playing within himself, not willing to risk a further downfield throw even to a more wide open receiver. Uh, uh, play, you know, again, to use this word only in a football context, playing very conservatively and missing a, uh, 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 you know, uh, not throwing to an open receiver. I do think on some level, Mitch and whoever, and this included Mason in past years, was always going to be kind of open to this sort of criticism, particularly playing in the wake of Ben Roethlisberger someone who really did have that gunslinger mentality. We're going to go deep as, you know, literally to force the ball at times to do so. So someone that doesn't do that was always kind of going to be open to this sort of knock. Um, you know, I, the, you know, each check, sure, there are check downs. Yes, we've seen it for two seasons now or whatever. But in each instance, at least in this past game, there, there are reasons. It's not just like check down is the first look or he's, you know, he's, he's feeling footsteps pre-snap or something it's like it's if you're given a one safety look in the middle it's harder to throw deep down the middle this is what Mitch himself says uh and they know this and they scheme this way and you know if they're pulling if they're playing in cover three or cover two or cover one I don't know they're playing cover five I don't know is there a cover five I think so I think everyone plays at the at the uh, first down marker then you you can only check down or you're gonna or, or if you want to yeah you want to be the gunslinger like Eli Manning and just we'll throw it into two people and let's hope that someone gets it uh I'm not down with the check down criticism necessarily well I think it's also too that I, I think when it's this all these criticisms from the fans I mean it, going beyond the words to the emotion behind them is that they are frustrated and I personally felt it particularly at the end of the game when there were chances to win that game and the offense really couldn't get anything going I think that each of these 
uh, uh, tweets, whether they're talking about checkdowns or missing open receivers. And that's particularly frustrating when there are receivers that are open during that time. That doesn't mean that you have to, you know, go on Twitter and blame people endlessly for hours. But I mean, I, I do see where these criticisms are coming from, even if I can't remotely agree with the way with which they're leveled. You know, there were two fourth. This is easy to remember because there were two fourth quarter drives. Yes. Um, you know, the first three and out, it was a three and eight. And yes, it was a check down to Naj for two yards and people and he and it was quick because he had an open blitzer. You know, he mm-hmm. thought, in fact, it, you know, we'll get to it later. Mitch thought he saw cover zero, which means everyone's blitzing. And so he had no time to wait for anything to develop downfield. So he p- went off to Naj. And at that point in the game, you could argue, I would argue, like, might not not the worst decision then because there's still a lot of game left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the second drive was a three and out. That was the that was the pass to Naj where he tried to climb and get it. It was a little yeah. it was underthrown. He he couldn't come down with it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it hit him in the hands. You know, it was you could argue he could have caught that. I, you know, so it's it's situational third downs and it was you know it's uh it's it's different in each in each little check down situation there i don't know it, it it's i'm not willing to uh i'm not willing to blame mitch on all of that he, you know we, we right. you, 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 you take what you're what you're given um i you know hey steeler nation surprised me on this at steve chenevy steve chenevy from fox 5 Mark it down. Six minutes left in the third quarter. The first loud Kenny chance from the home Steelers crowd when Trubisky failed to convert on third down. Hey, it lasted to the third quarter. I thought for sure first drive, first quarter was We've been saying that for months. <laughs> I mean, we've been saying that for months. And I think it was it didn't come about till yeah, another failed third down conversion. And by that point, I think it had been what? They'd scored. I, I don't think they'd scored the second. The, the, I don't think they'd scored the touchdown by that drive. No, so not you're yet. Looking at, okay, so you were looking at, you know, what? seven plus quarters of football with one touchdown i mean i i i would never have chanted kenny but i kind of get where they're coming from with that at that point like hey you know uh yeah and then we just know now hey that's why i'm, I'm kind of happy we're on the road uh tonight right. because i was thinking you know no thing. kenny chance at all there unless mm-hmm. hey, unless those browns fans got really savvy then uh right exactly <laughs> yes it, uh, they, i mean that, that would be that would rival cut that meat back when the patriots <laughs> fans used to do that uh, well you know and now and you know and now Steeler fans are just kind of really leaning in to the anti-Mitch. Let's go to at Sidello George, George Sidello. I'd rather go down in flames watching Kenny Pickett than enduring this misery with Trubisky. No, you wouldn't. I'd rather lose with Kenny than lose with Mitch. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. This is a lie. This is this is somebody. This is. Yeah, I, I, it's a shame we can't have a, get a comment of you know when Tomlin says that's living in your fears. Like this is living in your emotions. Like this is you know this this is this is you like you. I, I loved what you said at the beginning about you know that living in your see living in negativity as Tomlin talks about seeking comfort. This is seeking negativity. Yeah. This is there's plenty there without you having to go find it. Such as this. This is absolutely a lie. And uh, uh, this this is simply uh, uh, this is person lashing out with uh, no way to express themselves that's uh, vaguely applicable to real life oh yeah you know as soon as kenny gets in there and you know throws his first pick people are gonna be like why didn't we sign flacco why didn't we sign dalton you know Jameis winston yeah or uh or who's still out there i don't know Um, (laughs) cooper rush (laughs) (laughs) um how about you know and, and is is some of this just like is it hate on mitch for hate's sake we haven't even you know we haven't given him a full chance the tweets are starting to come in like this at you're under arrest, Dane. You guys are sneaky, LOL. You don't want to say it, but you're saying it. You just want Trubisky to fail. Just be honest, people. And and at first I was like, uh, I don't know if anyone is like actively rooting for Mitch to fail. But then look, then the tweets kept coming in at bbabybear01, Kenneth Kiss- Kissel. Please continue with the Kenny Chance Steeler Nation. It will piss Mitch off, and this offense will actually do something instead of just standing there. Hashtag SNU proud. Steelers Nation unite. Proud for this tweet, I guess. Um, 
it, could the Kenny Chance be any kind of motivating factor to Mitch? Uh I, I think it's just I don't know. I can't. I, I I mean, I would like to think they are. I mean, the idea is, and I'm, I, I, you know, obviously never having to be in the position of being a professional athlete, you always like to think that optimally such a person is able to take something potentially negative and turn that into some kind of motivation. But obviously they're human beings, and that's not always the case. It uh, That would be nice that, uh, for Mitch to come up. But Mitch also doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to show them. Like, I don't think he's, he's that dude. I don't think that's kind of how his mind works. No, he's this dude. Nobody loves football as much as I do. Yeah. Right, right. That was two yeah. months ago. Uh, what's where? Where's he at now? He pro- no, but that just said he probably still does. I mean, it's look. I'm, I have no doubt that in the prior part of his career, Mitch heard a lot more things, worse things than people going, "Can he? Can he?" <laughs> That's true. After after his time in Chicago, yeah, uh, this is this is probably second hat, or uh, you know, hopefully thicker skinned, or you know, mm-hmm. or maybe he's like uh, he has some kind of. Uh, just emotic, emotic, is that a word? Emotic, he, maybe he just has a little bit of common sense. Like, yeah, it's been two weeks. All right. Like as soon as I get a win, things are going to change. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and it, it, I mean, he didn't even need a win if he'd gotten an extra drive. I mean, if he'd hit one of those, uh, if he'd been able to get the ball to one of those receivers that were open, seemingly downfield, then yeah, this is a totally, totally different uh, uh, thing. Or even if Sutton holds on to the ball, yeah, or Gunner, I know. I mean, that, that changes the perceptions of Mitch too. Exactly, like you know, it's a thing. Like you know, Mitch could have had Mitch could have had a Jim Miller game, mm-hmm. but it, it, this game might have still come down to the Cam pick and the Gunner fumble, right? You know? Right. Um. Or and and I'll throw in the uh, Allegor Superman catch. How, oh you know, yeah, exactly. How many times yeah, is he going to do that? So it, uh, yeah, three plays can you know can, in, none of which involve Mitch. Yeah, and, and, uh, and could turn him from a hero to zero and just mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one person has already benched Mitch, and that is Vegas. <laughs> At PGH Steelers Now, Steelers Now, odds, you can no longer bet on QB Mitch Trubisky being the first NFL quarterback benched this season. Wow, okay. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. That, that, that seems, that means like you've got to be able to get some really, really good odds on someone else, right? Like if you're looking to make some money, it, uh, I don't, cause I, I totally don't believe Tallman's going to bench him anytime soon, barring like a five interception game, which I'm not sure Mitch really has in him or something bizarre like that. So yeah, if you want to make some money, I don't know. I, I don't know who, who you'd bet on first. Winston? I don't know who you'd bet on, but I mean, it's you can find someone else. Throw a couple bucks on them, maybe. Maybe uh, Geno Smith. Matt Ryan? Maybe. Uh, um, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe no one will get benched. Everyone, there's no one, there's no, who's going to, who's going to play? How often does someone actually get benched anymore? I mean, it's, it's, it's like it, it, it's not a thing. It feels like it happened. I mean, maybe I'm sure there's someone with real stats who can look this up versus vague vibes like I'm going on. But it feels like it was a thing that happened more back in the day than now. Like, hey, this is our quarterback. We're going with him until he gets hurt. Yeah, back in the day, we used to bench players. Now all these participation <laughs> trophies. Everyone gets to play in the NFL. Uh, look, let's go to the source. Mm-hmm. Let's go to number seven. How does Ben see Mitch? I wouldn't blame Mitch for 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 the performance today. I don't think he was bad. Did, did he miss a couple throws? Yes, every quarter. I just saw Aaron Rodgers miss a throw, and he's what? one of the greatest to ever play. What? It's going to happen sometime. You know, he did he play his best game? No. Did he play his worst game? I don't think so. What? I don't think that he deserved the fans getting on him today because what? sometimes you're playing within the system, and I'm not what? trying to say that it's on Matt Canada either, but sometimes if he's looking down the field and no one's there, he's taking the check down, or he's throwing it. If you call a wide receiver screen, what? You have you're throwing the wide receiver screen. If it goes for minus two yards, that's not on the quarterback. I hate it for Mitchell because I just don't think it's I don't think it's fair yet. It's not fair, right? And then let's be fair to him. Sure, uh, you know it's been it hasn't been promising, right. but we got to be fair. And a one in one team is not eliminated from playoffs. In fact, we're first in the division, mm-hmm. uh, undefeated in the division. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm feeling what Ben says about Mitch here. Well, a couple things. One uh, at one and one. If someone had told you after two weeks this team was one and one, this is not the way you would have thought it would have gone. No. And this is the one you would have taken. Uh, in fairness, though, I must say the first thing I thought of when Ben was talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers was the best ever, and he missed some throws. And I'm thinking, yeah, and they won that game by like 24. I mean, like they were <laughs> up, they ran over that team. I mean, it's there's so much else there going on. It, um, you know, so first he said, Mitch missed some throws, but it's not on Mitch. The that when 
there's a when the play call's not working, you got to run the play call, but it's not on Canada. I mean, I, I, you know, the one group group that did not get a qualifier during that statement is the offensive line. But I also take, mm. but I don't see it as Ben blaming the offensive line because he was always so good about not doing that in his career. I think it is Ben's way of saying correctly that, you know, when when the train is not on the track, uh, there's a lot of people to be blamed here. This is it's all of us. It, uh, it is. It's eleven people plus the coaches mm-hmm. uh, plus. Uh, you know, whoever's whoever's uh, else is up there in the mm-hmm. in the booth, they're doing. You know, they're like whoever's not telling the guy to get out on special teams. You know, uh, that guy is. You know, I mean, that's a that might be the opposite of a Joey Porter moment. There's got to be some coach who's right. like get get out there. You know, or else. I mean, it's also somewhat that coach assuming, hey, you're a professional being paid at least hundreds of thousands of dollars to be out there. You should actually know when you're supposed to be out there. Uh, you know, well, hey, hey, I mean, let, let's blame, let's blame Mitch, but there's Mitch is, Mitch has always been on the field every time. Never he hasn't missed it yet. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Enough with the Mitch blame, because if you're not blaming Mitch, you are. Ah, uh, uh, the old uh, familiar sounds of Canada criticism. Let's start with at Ledyard NFL draft, John Ledyard. Steelers are about six quarters away from needing to make a big offensive change. Should be to fire their offensive coordinator. Moving to Pickett is likely what will happen. So uh, so when he tweeted this, six quarters from when he tweeted this will be exactly after the Cleveland game. So, I mean, is uh, do you, would you fire Canada depending on the results of this Browns game? It, it, it would take a lot for me to fire people. I mean, it's it's but like I said, the, it, it, I think, you know, as I talked about, like the, 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 the doomsday clock in terms of Kenny, I think there is such a thing with the coordinator, too. But it has to be like real ineptitude, like it has to be like demonstrable ineptitude that goes on and on. And another point, I mean, I always liked reading Ledyard's work, but I don't know, it's something. I want to say it was during the draft like his his you know talking about how the Steelers he said something about how bad the Steelers roster was and how badly constructed it was and now here we are a few months later with well now they need to make a big offensive change well why if the rosters was that bad what's really the point it uh you know this, this I mean it's it's I think he used to write for one of the Steelers sites or something I don't know but it um but yeah this is someone who there are people that over time you're like ah, maybe I don't need to read them as much anymore and this is uh one that certainly crept up for me that's a joke to me. I agree. I agree. You know, it's like you if you're Tomlin, and I'll probably say this throughout the show, it's like his whole philosophy is to rise up, is to raise up the people around him to be their best selves. You know, it's not about, oh, you, you didn't cut it this week. You're gone. It's about taking what you have and, you know, making them rise to the occasion. And so I don't I couldn't see after uh, a whole 20 has. Canada been coordinator for 20 games total, you know? I just don't see cutting slack and run because eh, we had, didn't get it together in September, you know? Well, also, too, I mean, just on top of that, the Steelers are always, if nothing else, stability. They are stable. It's about not making those knee-jerk decisions. I mean, it that's... Because the rosters that do that, more often than not, that doesn't work out. I mean, I'm, of teams that have fired an offensive coordinator and gone on to do well, the, the Ravens Super Bowl with Flacco, that's the one I can think of off the top of my head. But that was like with a month left in the season or something like that. It, uh, and I don't remember specifically, but they it, they had a guy in-house, right? They didn't just bring – they didn't bring Oh, in- yeah, yeah. They definitely brought in the dude that like had – that was doing receivers or running backs or I don't remember the story. But, I mean, they fired their guy and then brought in the other guy and then just let Flacco throw deep and get past interference calls. Um, how about, let's go to at Alin. Al, oh, Alin. Mm-hmm. Al. I, gen- I genuinely do not believe Kenny Pickett will make this terribly schemed offense any better. So if you're on the Blame Canada train, then you may as well start Mitch all season because it's not like Kenny can make Canada do better than he can with Mitch. Is that? Yeah, I mean it's 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 again that's why so much of this is the, the, I take these criticisms as emotional lashing out versus like here's my well reasoned opinion. Like if they okay, so if if anyone could have a reason to. Uh, thoughtfully criticize Canada. You know, maybe it's someone who's played the game. Merrill Hodge was the guest on Ben's podcast. 
um, footballing. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, look, I'm not calling Hodge a hater, but we know how he feels about Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, that WWE <laughs> promo will last forever. He cut on him last year. He feels, if you listen to the Ben podcast, he feels the same about Mitch. Uh, He's hated Mitch since college. Oh, I, I heard some of that on uh, uh, the Steelers tailgate or pregame or whatever it was with uh, Pursuta and Williamson. Yeah, about Mitch missing the open dudes in college. Back, so he's had a bone to pick with him back then. Uh, but Hodge is not necessarily a Canada fan either. He compares. He has a little analogy to back in his playing days under mm-hmm. Coach Knoll. Check this out. We had a guy, Joe Walton, who was he used to be. The, he was obviously coordinator for the rest, Washington Redskins when they won the Super Bowl. Had Joe Mon, Joe Theismann, they had what? the Smurfs. Okay, what? Chuck hired him as our office coordinator. What? Well, he brought the Smurf system in. What? We didn't have a Smurf in the building. What? There were no Smurf anywhere. I'm like, I was a Smurf. I got anointed a Smurf. I ain't a Smurf. I mean, like, we had still. So, but my point is, we were running a system that we didn't fit. Sure. What? And he was committed that his system worked because it already won a Super Bowl. What? And this was like one of those experiences in football where I realized that the real good coaches, they adjust to their personnel. Sure. We're not Smurfs. Is Canada trying to make everyone Smurfs when we're out here being Thundercats? Uh, uh, man, I, I was sitting there thinking, geez, I'm glad Merrill was on Ben's podcast. We're like the last two generations of football players who will get a Smurfs reference. <laughs> like, do you think they're going to get that on the pivot? Like, do you think that Shannon Crowder guy watched a lot of Smurfs? Um, but I I, 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 I mean, the point is well taken about like trying to fit in a system that doesn't work. And I've often wondered that if that is the case with this team and this offensive line, but, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess where my frustration comes from with it is like, as I said on this podcast, I think a few weeks ago and yes, what do you expect? You know, what's a reasonable expectation? And I said, improvement. And, and so far we haven't necessarily seen that. And I think, and I don't know who's to blame for it, but I also don't know who's to blame for it because it's week two. So like, <laughs> there's still time to figure out, you know, whatever it is that fixes it without uh, uh, having to bust out the heavy duty eighties cartoon analogies, you know, but, but Matt Canada is not, he's not some troglodyte. Is that what I can't I, think I think it's words. troglodyte, but he, I'm not sure. I'm also not sure that's the word you wanted, but let's roll with it. I'm yeah. just saying he's a, intelligent person oh god yeah so he's not you know he's not like well i can't figure out why this isn't working like i'll just keep trying to put a square peg into the square hole or whatever um you know it's 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 not like he's got this ego that oh my system is better than these athletes you know kind of like uh at colin dunlap you know it isn't conspiracy theory stuff to honestly think it's about canada's ego and doesn't want the qb upstaging him with some play calling credit I mean, that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Canada's working for the same goal as all of us. Yes, absolutely. And moreover, I mean, just just as, even if you take that on its merits and assume that this is about Canada's ego, you know what makes Canada's ego look better? Touchdowns. <laughs> Scoring points. It's it's no one. No one's going to like it. Say Canada does get fired somehow, which won't happen for a long time. Say it does. Is there someone's going to hire him? Like, man, we got to hire that guy. Those play calls that did not work with Mitch Trubisky. That's the dude to have on our team. Hey, well, you know, he. he he still is the 2021 NFL.com preseason top five new coordinators. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so how quickly a year, a year, how quickly a year makes? I don't, I can't get any, I'm like Biff Tannen here today. It's, it's, it's very troglodytical. Yeah. How about, now let's just go, let's just go off the deep end of the Canada hate. Okay. At M. Cole 15, Matt Cole, a very, this is a 93.7 The Fan Guy, big surprise. <laughs> Very interesting question from Joe Starkey on the show today. If you're the Steelers, would you consider giving Todd Haley a call? <laughs> ben is gone. Haley brings actual NFL offensive coordinator experience. Uh, I mean, I look. I mean, I remember the Todd Haley days, and I, I, I can't remember. Is was he more hated or less hated than Feekner in Canada? Well, I, 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 I think he was. A, I'm going to say, and at the risk of being wrong, I'm going to say he was a little less hated, even though he was definitely still profoundly hated because those teams did score a lot of points, even though they didn't win as many games as they should have. I think, you know, it, it, there were times that team would lose, and you couldn't necessarily blame the offense because, like, you know, AB would have two touchdowns, and Lev would 
would run for another two. But um, but Haley, I mean, that's that's that you know, uh, having him come back that that is a deep deep call. That that is what you bring out when you're like, man, I don't know how to get more phone calls this afternoon. Like <laughs> like, why not have the million dollar man Ted DiBiase do the it's, offensive coordinator? It's just as likely as Todd Haley. Why not the uh, why not the the robotic voice of of uh, John Madden? Yes, so, you know, oh, like, yeah, 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 the cybernetic one that looks terrible in that video game. Yeah, uh, you know, so I mean, I look, I mean, I, it's, it hasn't been that long ago for Todd Haley to have these kind of revisionist history, like, oh, let's have Todd right. save the team. I yeah, mean, I like to think Matt Kroll is like twelve years old. Like, <laughs> well, you know, Steeler Nation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday is a hard word for me. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> But you look, and then but look, it come, and then it's not even just the fan. At Katie Pomp, Bob Pompiani, he sits there next to Tomlin every week and looks in his face, and he and here he is tweeting, "Oh, oh uh, Matt uh, Whipple is another interesting name out there. He's available too." I, I think that was Ben's uh, first QB coach. I think when he came he was, in, he or was Ben's first QB coach. He was Peyton Manning's first QB coach, and he was the offensive coordinator for Pitt last year with Kenny. Okay, so he's available out there. Pompey, what's Pompiani doing? He's got to he's got to sit next to Tomlin for the. For the pregame show tonight. Well, you know why he's available? Because he jumped ship from Pitt to Nebraska, and they fired everybody at Nebraska after, like, two games this season. Oh, they, so exactly what we are what we want Steelers to do. We want them just to fire. Uh, mm-hmm. Pomp, what's happening, Pomp? Um, let's, gosh, we're always long. At the, uh, mm-hmm. Let's just go on to, okay, well, oh, hey, let's, let's if, we're, if we're pulling offensive coordinators out of the air, how about? At Boomstar12, Omar Steele. I really think Ben Roethlisberger should get a shot at OC. He's always been very creative calling plays. Um, again, revisionist history to me. Um, when was he up there on the chalkboard putting these plays together? I don't know. I, I would like to see Captain America fight Sergeant Slaughter. Like none of this makes any sense. It's just like just now you're just throwing out names. Also, I also again, Omar Steele might be ten years old as well. Because do you remember how much criticism there was of Ben making all those changes, particularly to the play at the line, particularly earlier in his career when he started doing that? There were all those weird conspiracy theories that him and Plex. Mexico were writing their own plays. Ben's rookie year, it um. So yeah, so Ben Roethlisberger should get a, a shot at the offensive coordinator. Sure, uh, <laughs> uh, why not? It's it's. Believe me, if you listen to Ben's podcast, he is out of the football loop right now and coach and he said coaching is not uh, maybe like peewee foot like maybe when his kids oh yeah but none know. of this like i'm gonna be responsible to other people stuff ben ain't doing that no 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 no, no, no. everything hurts everything hurts Steeler nation when you start doing all right two last things on canada at Vinny Vitti Vici 98, Vince Williams. You guys just say fire people, like replacing them is easy. Y'all want to run the single wing like they do in Baltimore or the Nick Chubb Hunt show that just lost to the Jets? What do y'all want? Uh, great point. You got to replace them with somebody and... You know, who are you going to replace him with at this point? I mean, I, 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 the first line is fast. The first question is fascinating about the single wing like they do in Baltimore. Can you imagine what this fan base would have been like with Lamar? Like where Lamar, he puts up these insane numbers and then they lose for reasons that like are difficult to describe to other people without sounding like you're having a nervous breakdown. Well, before last year would have been not completing throws, you know, it would have been like, oh, you know, we need a real quarterback like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. like anyone that's not Lamar. And it's (laughs) about, oh, man. And then what they would have said about Lamar being dumb and oh, it would have been it would have been heinous. Yeah. And and these contract if this was if the contract talks were happening in Pittsburgh, they'd been like, he doesn't earn a he doesn't deserve a dollar. Right, 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 exactly. Pay him in Bitcoin like they did with Odell or whatever. Um, Last thing on Canada, at Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee had Todd Haley on the show. (laughs) The quote, if you're the OC for the Steelers, you're going to get run through the mud even when you break every offensive record there was. I think there's no truer statement yes. than that. Um, we should try to get Todd Haley on here, but it, um, but yes, that is absolutely no, and it's, and I think he did break a lot of the offensive records there were at uh, on this team for uh, some of those years when Haley was here. At, uh, so yeah, his, his his point is correct. At, um, all right, you know we got to take a break. Gosh, why? Uh, I plan to get all this done in the first half, and, and it never happens. Well, well, it makes for the deep tease then because we haven't talked about. Canada versus the offensive players. There's a there's a feud in house, or is there? It's the insider conspiracy. It's it's 
false news. It's fake news, and we all bought it. We're all running with it. No one went back and actually listened to the quotes. Well, no one else but what Jin's talking about. <laughs> we'll see you in the second half. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Raise your brain, you got it. Raise your brain, you want it. You got confidence, secure. Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got 150 million? Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon-based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for Acrisure. Confidence, confidence, tried and secure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrisure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrisure. Welcome to the second half of What Jin's Talking About, brought to you by our partners at Acrisure AI Solutions for human-based insurance problems. Uh, you know, use the use the promo code Yins at Acrisure.com to secure ten thousand bots on Twitter to post all your Steelers hate. Uh, also, if you do listen to SNR Steeler Nation Radio, they have an actual Acrisure ad that sounds disturbingly similar to what Kyle put together. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm, I'm I'm I got my hand on the pulse of the industry. You really do. Let me, uh, let, you know, I could I could work up some commercials for your podcast too out there. <laughs> um, how? Okay, look, it came up. It started. It came. You know, it came. It bubbled to the surface. You know, Canada versus the players. It's there's a there's a civil war. There's a bickering, or is there? Let's get to the tweets. At Blitzberg, Blitzberg, Mark Cabali says there was bickering in the huddle from the offense about play calling and who should be targeted. The Athletic they put all their resources into promoting this article from Cabali. I don't subscribe to the Athletic, so I had to piece it together through hacked accounts on Reddit and whatnot. <laughs> Here are the quotes from the Cabali article. We have to call the right plays to get down the field in the right ways. This is credited to Deontay Johnson. It was actually Chase Claypool. Okay. These, these are all trying to be quotes to try to prove that the players are fed up with Canada. Here's Chase. We can only do what they tell us to do and execute it. Chase Claypool. Call concepts to get the receivers there. Mitch Trubisky. Wow, if you read the quotes from the Cabali article, it does sound like these players have a problem with Canada. I mean, mm -hmm. is there any way else to come out, to come out of those quotes from that? Well, I mean, it... it you know, as I always think, and I'm sure will come up even later in this segment, is that, you know, after a game where the Steelers lose, I'm annoying to talk to, and I get very upset, and I say things that I don't mean, even when I try to be uh, uh, on calm footing. So I can't imagine what it's like for someone who was actually in the game to say, to talk. I mean, I, I the fact that no one just starts hurling obscenities after losing a game in the locker room is always impressive to me. Yeah, why isn't it? Yeah, why aren't people more themselves? I would if they come into my locker room and I'm in my briefs. Uh, it's like it's like you're coming into my space. I'm going to talk to you how I talk. Well, I this is them having years of media training and dealing with this since they were young teenagers, et cetera, okay. et cetera. Okay, but, but okay. Uh, no, I agree with you. I'm I'm fine. I, if, you, if you're talking to me in my underwear, I will start <laughs> cursing. Now let's hear what Mitch actually said when he was asked about you know. Uh, about the offensive scheme and sticking to the offensive scheme. You have to stick to the plan. You can't have um, every, everybody's got an idea of what the offense should or could be, but what? it's we got to come together as a collective unit and just what? everyone's got to keep buying in. There's going to be good plays, there's going to be bad plays, but we're a young offense um, and we're still growing in this thing together. So the best thing you can do at this time is just continue to buy into the plan, what? whatever it is, do your job to the best of your ability. Um, when everybody is, is saying call this play call that play it, it makes it tough just for everybody to do their jobs i think everybody just needs to worry about their job and uh we'll, we'll just keep growing and going in the right direction together and that's that's my take on it 
you know, I think he's talking to Steeler Nation. He's like, everybody just do your job and, you know, wave your towel. Don't worry. You know, there'll be good plays and bad plays. I, you know, I don't know. Does that sound like he's sticking it to Canada there? Uh, it does. It sounds like something a leader says about the rest of the team, about everyone worrying about their job. I mean, I, when I ori- originally read the quote uh, after the game of everyone has to buy into the plan. If you just read it sans context, it does sound like, wow, this is, you know, maybe there is some kind of uh, conflict here. But then when you think about it, everyone has to buy into the plan could mean that we're in a mutinous situation and we're trying to figure out some way to solve this. And if you just listen to me, well, this will work out. Or everyone needs to stick to the plan just means like, we'll do better. We have to do better. I mean, it's one, it, it, it depends on exactly what somebody means by the phrase, we all have to buy into the plan, which can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different folks. I think it, you know, I think it just means like, don't, don't freak out and give up yet. It's early. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not freak out mode. And, you know, sure. Uh, I could see George, I could see a rookie like George Pickens being like, hey, I'm not, you know, I get me the ball. I'm open I'm every open time. I'm 90% of the time. On the first step, you know, this dude is better than AB. Um, but, you know, I don't, I couldn't see Deontay acting like, you know, I couldn't see him being vocalizing that. Uh, in, right, in which, the is, which is part of why I think going back to earlier, Kovacevic did make a point about Deontay throwing his hands in the air. I mean, how often have we ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I think it's important to get the question in on these quotes too, because mm. these these questions are rambling. They're, I mean, look, sometimes they're just garbage. They're unclear. It's these these reporters don't write anything down. Hey, if you get in the locker room and you're going to ask a question in the press conference, maybe write it down and rehearse it first, because these rambling run-on sentences. Let's get to that is, but you'll notice this if you watch the Tuesday press conference. You'll see exactly what Kyle's talking about when they ask these questions. You're like, you ask the question, and then they ask the question a second time in this like even more like this joint fashion yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so let's get to here's so here's chase claypool who apparently said you know we can only do what they tell us to do and execute it now here is the real quote uh with with the question in there see if you can hear it here the game plan in terms of pushing the ball downfield was that part of the game plan because i know that when we talked to the coach here i know there was you know it wasn't entirely that way Okay, so it's hard to hear. The que- Here is the question that I, I transcribed. So this is the question to Chase. The game plan in terms of pushing the ball downfield, was that part of the game plan? Because I know when we talked to Coach T earlier, it wasn't entirely that way when you played Cincy. So is that a, is that a question? In ter- the game plan in terms of pushing the ball downfield, was that part of the game plan? It sounds like a reporter asked a question and then it got translated like Google Translate into another language and then back translated into English. It's just it's not a clear question. Here's a clear question. Chase, are you satisfied with Canada's play calling? <laughs> that is a clear question. You know, uh, what is not a clear question is, uh, you know, in the, in the in the game plan in terms of pushing the ball downfield. Was that part of the game plan? Anyway, so Claypool still has to answer it and here and here he goes and I don't think I think this is endorsing Canada more than not yeah it was an emphasis for sure um it was an emphasis have... was deep passing part of the game plan it was an emphasis for mm-hmm. sure man mm-hmm. uh you know uh plays called this is uh it's hard to go deep against cover three it's hard to go deep against cover three because you got Three, I think it's why it's three. You got three of them back there. Is that, I don't know. It sounds right. Talk to talk to Jeffrey Benedict if you. I don't know. I think that's what it means. Um, on the on the perimeter anyway. So um, just gotta call the right plays to be able to go downfield in different ways, I guess. But I think overall it was pretty good. Overall, it was pretty good. The the is so overall it was pretty good. If the question was the game plan in terms of pushing the ball downfield, was that part of the game plan? The game plan was pretty good, he says. It's interesting because it's not just that he says overall the game plan was pretty good. He says it specifically after saying the part that, frankly, could have been pulled out of context yeah. about the play calling and amends that to say overall it was pretty good. So this is manufactured by the insiders. Believe me, Dulac was right there. He wasn't his question. Or not Dulac. Kabali was right there. It wasn't his question, but he was right. So he he's either... I mean, sure. I guess in the in the in the heat of the moment, you're not necessarily getting the context of the other people's questions. You're just recording the answers, and then you're you're interpreting your own context out of that. I mean, if you listen to the question and answer, you don't 
take this out of context like that. Uh, I mean, I, the only thing I've been thinking is a uh, uh, defense of this as you've been speaking is, you know, having to find a way to get these athletes to answer a question that A, maybe they're guarded against and B, in such a way that doesn't give you a yes, no answer. But even then, you would come up with something a little bit more of an actual question, something that, I mean, you don't have them on the stand here, but to ask them a thing in such a way that gets them to give you a longer answer that is coherent and truthful. If you're trying to get the answer, if you're trying to be sneaky or, you know, uh, you're you're trying to get a different answer out of them, then that's on you. You're not being genuine. Just say, hey, are you happy with Canada? If he says, yeah, I'm fine, then, I mean, that's your story. It's not just like, you know, it's not, oh, we got all these quotes uh, taken out of context from an insider, uh, be on a site behind a paywall. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's it, I don't know, it's misinformation if you ask me. Well, just as you've been talking, I'm thinking, oh, geez, now we're never going to get hired by The Athletic. And then I remember by then they'll have run out of the New York Times money or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start the Herald Standards uh, insider. <laughs> I'll bring back local news. Okay. Um uh, man, we're, we're not going to get to any of the stuff I want to. Oh, we're not done with this candidate because here's another insider at Jerry Dulac. Jerry Dulac. Mitch Trubisky says he doesn't have the freedom to call audibles on every play in Matt Canada's offense. We're still figuring out when it's a good time for me to audible, he says. Trubisky's a six-year vet, right? This caused huge uproar. Uh, you know, Trubisky's on a leash. He can't even, you know, they're not letting him do anything. Canada, he's he's being too controlling. Uh Let's hear what Mitch actually had to say on hot routes. This was about the uh, this was about the third down check down. Okay, uh, you know when when he thought he saw cover zero and he checked down to Najee for the two point two yard gain on the third and eight. Okay, uh, and this is what he had to say about this was about hot routes. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't exactly a zero look, but uh, looking back on it, uh, I was hot given a chance. I would like to uh, um, get into a different play at the line of scrimmage. So. Some- Boom, he he didn't read the hot, and he would have liked to gotten that. So that doesn't sound like he was not unable to read the hot. Well, it does sound like he might not have been able to call the play he wanted or the exact right play at the line of scrimmage, taking it from the second part. Well, okay, well let's keep going. Get into a different play at the line of scrimmage, so something to definitely learn from and something we're growing as an offense. And uh, i got to be able to see that as a veteran quarterback. Um, I've seen that look before. Um, I, I wish it would have got us into a, a better play at the time. Boom, he's put it on his shoulders, right? Yeah. He he knows that look. He should have known better. Uh, he should have been able to do something about it. That doesn't sound like I had my hands tied. Absolutely, particularly using the last part, which uh, uh, you know takes away the assumption that I had had from the earlier part when he says, I should have moved us into a play where we can do that. And also, too, it is... I, I, yeah, he's a six-year veteran, but he's not a six-year veteran in this offense or with this team or with this personnel. So I think it would be a little bit weird if after if going into the second game, they're like, yeah, change whatever you want. Just draw this up in the dirt. I mean, it, it took a while for them even to give Ben that kind of power. You know, you got a right guard who's been here for all of two months. You've got a center who's been here that long. You've got... Uh, a, you know, a rookie wide receiver who's playing like 80% of the snaps. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can just hot route him to anything without saying curl or mm-hmm. post, you know, right, like, right. hands and fast, <laughs> fast hands, fast mind. <laughs> Did you see the Eli? Uh, oh, I was just thinking of old Madden football when you, the place <laughs> were hands and fast and you could choose from there. Uh, you know, it's just like, mm. I'm just, I'm in, in these people that are trying to divide us Steeler nation and, and it's all, it's all these insiders. Okay, so we we should be ending now, but I've got three pages of other. St- <laughs> Gosh, I wanted oh, I wanted to talk about the to- they were Tomlin haters. Gosh, okay, hey, you know what, Tomlin haters, screw you, pass. <laughs> there was just general. Oh, let's get to this. This was just some general hate. How mm-hmm. about uh, at Jody Murr five six nine one zero one one four Jody Murphy, the Democratic candidate for West Virginia State Senate. <laughs> This is probably the Steelers' worst offensive line since 1968. Can't protect the QB. Can't open the running lines. Running lanes. Hashtag Swish Cheese Line. Historically bad. Uh, two games we're willing to put historically bad on it. Let's see who was a. These. I, I, this isn't just the offensive line, but here are the historically, uh, statistically inferior Steeler offenses. 2019. The Dock year. Mm-hmm. 30th out of 30, 30th rank out of 32 offenses. 
Uh, so, you know, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. 3.7 yards per rush, mm-hmm. 5.18 plays per drive, 5.5 yards per passing attempt. Okay. And we were only, what, a half game out of the playoffs that season? Yeah, yeah, something like that up until, yeah. Uh, that And that was his, that was the worst. Uh, in the, in before, in before that, you had to go all the way back to 1989, where the offense was 28th out of 28. Only 10 passing touchdowns that whole season. Uh, we were last in passing yards and 4.8 yards per attempt. And uh, what happened that season? Anyone remember? Playoffs. That's right. Beat the Oilers in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, maybe I want the lowest ranked <laughs> offense ever. We had the lowest ranked running defense last year. We still made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to celebrate and see, <laughs> to follow this journey, despite us having a bunch of uh, rock'em sock'em robots on the field. We're playing Playoff contention. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, that's, that, that is correct. That it's good to overcome these things. It's, it's, it is better not to have to overcome them, but I mean, it, it's, but if they are the facts of life, then yeah, to be able to overcome that is a great virtue. Yeah, no, I would love to be the Bills and put up 42 points on Tennessee every week and, and turn off the game at halftime and, you know, go back to Netflix and watch some true crime doc, but no, we're going to have to. We're going to be fighting 60 minutes, 70 minutes every game this this year. And and the flip side of that, of course, is that Buffalo got there by being essentially unwatchable for the better part of two decades. <laughs> yeah, we're in the mix every year. Just for the record, so far, even though it's been two games, so far, offense is 30th out of 32. Yeah, okay. 3.8 yards per rush. Uh, so better than 2019. <laughs> <laughs> 5.43 plays per drive, which is also better than 2019. So, I see us on a on a playoff path. Uh, here you go. Point. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean it'd be hard to argue with the candidate about no 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 we're 0.35 better plays per drive. But I mean it's at that point the only counter argument is it's week two. I mean if it's you know it, it again this is like I said the goal this year is to see improvement is to see advancement and so far it's been minimal. But I mean there are is a lot of game to go literally. If we keep up this, you know, it's going to be hard to keep up this kind of low production all season. So I think there's only, it's you know, we can only look up. I, I've been saying that for two years now. We can only get better, but. Well, more than two years. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, 2020, I mean, the, you know, not that we were doing this, but I mean, it wasn't the lockdown years. It was good up until the, the, the Washington game, but yeah. I think it's going to be hard to stay this uh, mediocre. So uh, enjoy it. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to win despite this offense. This is, still act one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, although, uh, this might be the stat of the week at five star matchup five star last time Steelers had an offensive touchdown in the first quarter versus the Lions in 2021 last time Steelers finished a game with 300 team passing yards against the Browns in 2020 common denominator the QB in both of those Mason Rudolph <laughs> That is, that is something you can absolutely crush everyone with at your local bar trivia. <laughs> okay, man. All right. We're, we're, we're not going to talk about nausea. Guess what? They're nausea haters, even. Uh, we're not gonna, I couldn't believe that one. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the defense. We didn't even talk about the defense this show. Is there anything wow. to talk about? I Hey, we could talk about Witherspoon, but I'm I'm not, I'm not letting them off the hook. I think it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, So who out there has... Is there any positive vibes out there at all? We, uh, just a couple. Just a couple. Okay. Let's go to at Vinny Vinny Vici 98, Vince Williams. It's week two and the panic flat and the panic flags are out. Relax. Uh, it, he, he adds to that at Vinny Vinny Vici 98. Steeler fans are just spoiled. We truly don't know what bad is. Like, really, imagine being a Browns fan. Well, yeah, his point's well taken. It's just, I, I, I get the panic flags being out just because when this loss happened, it felt very familiar. So, I mean, I don't agree with the panic flags being out. I can see why you considered unsheathing it, uh, uh, but I can't condone waving it already. You know, it's uh, it's way too early. It's way too early. Um, well, hey, oh, crap. <laughs> the band is on the field! The band is on the field. All right, just some odds and ends. Let's quickly wrap this up with at BSO, Robert Little, BSO, Black Sports Online. Watch OnlyFans model Brianna Achille tell a story on how she got three Chiefs and one Steelers player to fly her out for a weekend and then had them pay for bedgammon services. 
the internet detectives try to ID the players. Did you see this at all? I did not. Only yeah, this uh, this OnlyFans uh, model um, went on this podcast, and apparently there's a stealer who who paid for some uh, for some bedtime activities. Okay. Um, the the fan speculate. Okay, if you if you want to see who she is on IG, it's Bree Bree the Mermaid. Uh, not not safe for work. Um, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. Fan speculation was Kendrick Green, but I think it's really Juju because she also hooked up with three Chiefs players and one Steel. I'm thinking, man, she's probably not uh, on the level to know that Juju went from the Steelers to the Chiefs. Maybe. I mean. I guess, but my first thought is, why is any of this my business? Why, why is no? <laughs> uh, uh, this is? I mean, this is uh, cons- what consenting adults are doing with each other. That seems fine. Good luck with everything. I hope it all worked out okay. I, you know, this is this is beyond my purview, man. Um, all right. well, hey, she put it out there. I'm just kind of wondering who might be playing around on those uh, on those OnlyFans subscriptions. Well, I mean, you know? it's it's if as long as no one's married, I'm fine with it. Uh, we know it's not Mace. Mace is out there on Tinder. He doesn't have to pay to, pl- to play, you know. Well, but I mean, I also could see this being like, ah, it's my birthday, you know. Like it, it's this. This is. I, I mean, I, I I hope. Like I said, I hope everyone had a good time and everyone was safe. I hope. Uh, I hope. We can find out who it is. I want to know. I want to know. Hey, it's uh, it's it's. I guess it's it's prostitution. I guess I don't know. All right, last thing, last thing. No one. I, I guess you didn't find that as fun as I did. <laughs> well, no, I, I just that one was a little bit beyond my purview, man. I was like, whoa, what, what, what? Now that that that's yeah. That that. Was, sorry, man. <laughs> Um, you know, someone should ask coach. Is anyone going to ask that? You know, they would ask 10 times about. Just imagine how they would ask it, though. It's like, so there was this model, uh, OnlyFans on Instagram, <laughs> and it said she was the three chiefs and one guy. So three chiefs is one guy. Do you know who that could be? And anyway, what about the passing game? You know, if, uh, if, uh, uh yeah, I, it, hey, it's a fair, I think it's a fair question. All right, let, let's get to some, uh, the real final word. Mm-hmm. At Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter, former Pittsburgh and Cleveland cornerback Joe Hayden is retiring and will sign a one-day contract to retire as a Brown. What? What happened? So what happened was he was a uh, Brown's great, and he decided that's the way he want to go out. Uh, that's more power to him. Good for Joe. Joe is one of the few, maybe the only person I could think of that will retire a Brown and has a not terrible shot at the Steelers' uh, uh, Ring of Fame or Hall of Honor or whatever they're doing. That um, can you can you be can you be eligible for the Ring of Honor if you if you decide to retire as a Brown? I think you can if you're, you know, I mean, again, look at what we. I mean, he was a much better player, but look at what we do for Woodson. I mean, Woodson is what he does your Ravens sideline reporting. It, uh, he played for the Raiders. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. It, um, you know, I mean, I, as I always, I mean, I, I love Joe Hayden. I, I, if, if, you know, if there, hopefully you work with someone with Joe Hayden, hopefully you are the Joe Hayden at your office. Well, oh, I mean, sure. I liked him, but I, you know, I don't know this, you know, we'll see what happens tonight at the game. They're going to honor him. Good. If, if, you know, maybe if he comes out with one of those half and half jerseys, I don't see that happening. <laughs> but they, I mean, come on, Cleveland, Cleveland cut him. They did. Before cut him his contract was, and, it was, and they also drafted him, what, sixth or seventh overall. And they yeah. played him for a long, long time. And it's and for a very long time, he had that unique position of the one Brown you can name. Yeah. It was like him and Joe Thomas. They were one and one as the two Browns. You knew who they were. That's still it until until Miles Garrett, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's you would say Baker just off of uh, our reputation, but yes, it was Miles Garrett was the next one. At, um, All right. Well, I don't know. You know, I kind of wanted, uh, I kind of wanted Hayden to retire Steeler or something. I don't know. Why not? You know, does that, does that mean that he's sour grapes about how things ended? I well, I mean, it's I can see. You know, absence, the heart growing fonder and thinking like, hey, who cut me less recently? Maybe. Maybe there was some truth to those reports a couple weeks back that uh, they offered him a contract and he was like, no way. Okay. Well, no one else offered him a contract either. All right. Okay. Well, I think that's it for us, right? (laughs) Probably. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
Uh, keep the conversation going on social media. I'm at Kyle Kreis on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I'm on IG, but I don't really check that. Uh, Greg, what about you? Uh, uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram. It, uh, I haven't given in to TikTok yet, but someday I will. Greg Benevent, V as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. And coming up uh, later, in just a few hours, maybe. Oh, man. We're going to be live for the post-game show. Woo! And uh, win or lose, it's going to be a train wreck. So. <laughs> You've never seen a post-game show like this, and after this, you probably never will again. Yeah, you're going to be calling for Mace to <laughs> step in on the podcast. Oh, you'll be calling for Neil. Neil O'Donnell to come on. <laughs> maybe Flacco. <laughs> uh. We all bear a little responsibility to make sure that we elevate this floor. We got to elevate this floor, this podcast network. We didn't get any reviews this week. Aww. That that helps the algorithm. Uh, you know, if you're listening right now, head over to iTunes and drop your review. I don't care if it's, you know, well, no, I do. Put Make it a five star. We were hoping it would be a positive one, given yeah. the circumstances. I don't need that one star crap. What is this? This isn't Yelp. Come on. <laughs> This is iTunes. We have better behavior on iTunes. Oh, then it's Steeler Nation. I'm surprised they're not all one-star reviews. Uh, help us out because it's word of mouth that you know that spreads. It's your reviews that spread. We got to get you know it's it's like it's a it's a group. It's all eleven plus you out there listening. We got to do it together as a team. Uh, you know, spread the word because we're doing this out of the love of our hearts. Or well, some of the fans doing it from the hate of their hearts, but. Man, we always gonna show respect to the other men that we work alongside, man. That's right. Behind the steel curtain, it's twenty four seven. Maybe not in the middle of the night. There, I would don't don't check the don't hit refresh on the website. Yeah, you but know. they might be. Like you're not a hundred percent sure about. You that. never know. But you never know. Uh, so behindthesteelcurtain.com, there's like news, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote analysis. Um, <laughs> I'm dogging. I'll dog our own network. I don't. Not, some of us. Some of us. Not everybody. Not everybody. No, I highly respect uh, most each and every one of us. <laughs> Listen to our podcasts, uh, and we will see you next week. Very snow. We're going to see you sooner oh, than next week. That's right. We're going to see you in a few hours, uh, and we will see you. So make sure you're tuning we in live will see you. on the YouTube and Facebook, and we'll be watching. Until then, make sure you're listening to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.